today on the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Happy New Week, everyone. I am so excited for this episode because this is a different format for one of my podcast episodes. This is a client case study, so it's a client success story, but not through the traditional interviewing of my client. Instead, I'm telling it to you as a case study. And if you can't tell from the topic, it's going to be a really incredible episode. So the title, in case you just kind of hit play, is How My Client Became a Multimillionaire in Less Than One Month. And this happened recently. So in less than one month, by focusing on only the most important things in her business. And of course, I'm going to tell you how you can do the exact same. Now, I'm sharing all of this information with you in this format and at this very moment for a few reasons. Number one, we're still in the time of COVID-19. And I think what for the past two months now, really, we have been full-fledged in stay-at-homes, in lockdowns, in whatever you call them. And our business world, especially, kind of turned topsy-turvy. And so many people for the past few months have been talking about pivoting and adapting your business to adapt to the new normal and insert all the buzzwords for COVID-19. Maybe that'll be a separate episode one day. (laughs) But insert all those buzz phrases here. Right, but so many people have been talking about changing your business, pivoting and adapting, but very few people have been telling you what that means in a real intangible way. And that's what I'm going to share with you today, because although the world is starting to reopen, there's still very real reasons to keep all of this in mind, because while the world may be semi going back to the way it was. And one day I believe it probably will go all the way back to the way that it was. Your clients, your audience, the problems of the people in the world have changed. And so pivoting and adapting as trendy as those phrases have become, that's just really an ongoing process of analysis in your business. And I want you to understand what that really means. The second reason that I'm bringing it to you in this format is because I realized that I use the phrase case study quite often. And I had somebody the other day say, Rita, what is that? You say that a lot. Apparently, I say it a lot in my free community, the all-in entrepreneur. So the all-in entrepreneur, if you're not in it, it's my free Facebook group that I run full of thousands of women entrepreneurs who come together for education and community and connection and resources and just everything you need to grow your business. So if you are not already in my free Facebook community, head on over to Facebook, search for the all in entrepreneur and join us. But there are a lot of phrases, a lot of things I say there repeatedly. So finally, the other day, a member said, Rita, you say case study a lot. You keep saying we should share case studies as a way to build trust with our audience, but I don't think I really know what a case study is. And so I realize I use this term a lot because I used to be a lawyer. And in law school, case studies are just like bread and butter. And that's how we take tests. It's how we learn concepts. We use case studies. And so I believe in using a case study to illustrate concepts that will allow your listeners to not only trust you and like you, hopefully, but really understand what you're talking about. So I'm showing you a case study in the form of a podcast episode today. Now, there are all kinds of ways that you can share case studies, but the general concept of what a case study is, is just laying out the story. A client was here 
And then they came to me and then we did these things. And because of these things, they realized these results. And so that's what we're doing today. Now, the third reason that I'm bringing it to you in this case study format is because my client is literally in the middle of all of the success that we're talking about. So when I say that my client became a multi-million dollar business owner in under a month, I also mean that it just happened two months ago, maybe three months ago now. So within the last 90 days, <laughs> this all started to happen. And so changes are still kind of happening. I asked her, I said, can I interview you? And she said, yes, but not right now. <laughs> She's like, number one, things just aren't 100% done. There's still a lot of work that I'm doing. There are a lot of changes that are still happening. And while I could talk about the pieces that you're going to talk about, I would much rather come on and tell the entire story. And so I thought this is a great way for me to lay the foundation of what you need to know and what you can put into practice in your business now and then have her back for like an update, right? It's kind of like when when you watch The Bachelor and it's like, I don't watch The Bachelor. So if they, if they don't, I know, I don't, I don't watch The Bachelor, but if they don't do this, please forgive me. But I imagine they would do like, oh, where are they now? Right? Oh, where are they now episode? And so that's kind of what we're going to do with this client of mine in probably just a few weeks, actually, will be a where is she now? But I'm bringing this to you because I thought that this information is so powerful. I don't want to wait. There's no need to wait because you don't need the end of her story for these pieces to become part of your story right now. And then the last reason is because registration, as you all know, is open for my brand new program called The Most Important Thing. In fact, registration for this program closes this Friday. And everything that I'm sharing in this episode is part of that process. So the most important thing is a powerful group course that really helps you create a simple system. And I mean a simple system to attract more clients and make more money over the course of six weeks. And this isn't just some process. <laughs> this is the exact process that I use to take my business to five-figure months, to multiple six-figure years, including surpassing my attorney salary in only the first three months of starting my business. This is how I did it. But more importantly, this is the same process that I teach all of my one-on-one -on -one private coaching clients so that they can do the same. And even better than that, it's an easy process. <laughs> It's an easy process that is created to get you the biggest results. And I know that these strategies work if you use them. And I know it because it's gotten me my results and it's gotten my clients' results, just like the story that I'm going to share with you today, where the most important thing strategy helped my client close a $2 million deal that took only one week. And that happened on one of our sessions. In fact, within two weeks from the day that she closed the $2 million deal, she closed three other deals, the largest of which was $228 million. $228 million with the net profit of all of these contracts to her business totaling around $10 million. So I'm not kidding when I say that she turned into a multimillionaire overnight. She actually turned into a millionaire within a week and a multimillionaire in less than a month. And she did it all, guys. Like This is the part, right? She did it all while 
prioritizing her life. She did it while living a schedule she wanted, prioritizing her health, prioritizing her wellness in a way that she never had before. She was working reasonable hours. She was eating well. And she did this without having to do a lot of things to make it happen. It wasn't complicated. What it took her doing was focusing on the most important things. She made more money by doing less than she ever had before. And this was money that was not already carved out, meaning it was not anything that was already in the works. It was not anything that she had even contemplated. It was truly new money. And I'm going to tell you what all of that means in just a minute. But I see so many entrepreneurs making things harder than they need to be. Making things harder by trying to do everything, trying to do it all, all the social media sites, all of the marketing, uh, social media, podcasts, trying to do video. I mean, literally seeing entrepreneurs trying to do it all. Thinking, right? The reason that they're doing this is they think that making more money and getting bigger results means you have to do more. It seems to make sense, right? Oh, I'm making this much money in my business. So to make more money, I need to do more. But the way that our mind works is it defaults to more, almost like think wide, right? Like like we're casting a net wide. Oh, I'm doing Facebook, but I should do Instagram and I should do LinkedIn. And oh, I'm doing Facebook Lives, but I should do LinkedIn Live videos too. And maybe I need to start a YouTube channel as well. Oh, well, podcasts are a thing. I don't have a podcast. Maybe I need to start a weekly Instagram TV show. Should I do that? Oh, there are 18 networking groups that I know that people are going to. Maybe I should start doing that. But now there's some virtual networking events too, and I should do that. Maybe I should speak to grow my business. But I know that sometimes people do vendor tables too. articles. Maybe I need to get published. Maybe I need to write a book. Should I write a book? Maybe I need to get published an entrepreneur before I can write a book. Maybe I just need to do, see what I'm saying, guys? Like They think that, oh, well, I'm making this. So to make more, I need to do more. But the more means wide. And what I want to show you is that the more means deep. Building your business does not have to be complicated. Making multi-million dollars does not have to be complicated. It does not have to involve countless hours of work, and it doesn't have to take a long time for you to realize the result. But here's what it does require, guys, because obviously it requires something, right? It requires making hard decisions. It requires saying no to almost everything so that you say yes to only the most important thing. It requires that you have extreme clarity, not only about your business and about your market and who you, know, who you serve and how you help them, but also extreme clarity about you, your strengths, your weaknesses, your wants, your desires, and also clarity about the life that you want to live. It really is incredible to see how often We think we have clarity about that life, but when you start getting asked specific questions about it, you really don't. So building your business, it's not complicated. It's simple. But I always say this, you hear me say this all the time, simple doesn't mean easy. So while I say, hey guys, you have to do these things and it's pretty simple, these aren't the easiest things to do. 
which makes sense because running a business is not the easiest thing to do. If it was super easy, everybody would have a business, right? Running a business isn't going to be the easiest thing you've ever done. So while the things required to grow your business are simple, they're not easy. It's not easy to say no to nine different ways that you could get clients and make money and say yes to one. It's not easy to say no to nine different ways that you could schedule your day and say yes to one. It's not easy to look at, you know, all the different people that you could help and serve, right? Because most businesses can help people, but it's not easy to look at, you know, nine out of 10 people who you could help and say no to nine to say yes to one kind of person. It's not easy to look at all the different things that you have knowledge around that you can help people with and say no to nine of them so you can say yes to one of them. It's not easy to look at all the offerings, all the products, all the services, all the things that you could do to help all of these different people and say no to offering nine different money-making, truly helpful things in your business to say yes to one thing. That's not easy. It's really, really uncomfortable. But it's simple because instead of saying yes to all the things, you're saying yes to only the most important things. But all of that, all of that requires prioritizing support over knowledge. Because for the most part, everybody has this knowledge. I've said that before. In fact, the intro to this podcast and the trailer for it say, look, if information was just all we needed, we would all be millionaires, right? We would all be multimillionaires if it was just the information. But the issue is that entrepreneurs get stuck and they get stuck when it comes to taking the actions, the necessary actions, especially when those actions feel hella scary, right? They feel super scary because they require you to make those hard decisions like saying no. They require you to do uncomfortable things like getting visible. And that's where coaching comes in. The power of support, the power of guidance, the power of accountability. That's often the factor that determines whether you get to that next level in your business or not. That's why this program, The Most Important Thing, builds in personalization. It's a course unlike any out there. This is truly an innovative program because at week five, you are asked to make a choice to go all in on one strategy, the best strategy that's suited for your business, your goals, and your life. Because through the program, you're going to get clarity on those things. And then I'm going to make you, right? Rita made me do it. I'm going to make you make a choice because when you're focused on all the things and you're learning all the things, that's where you get overwhelmed. When you learn all about building a networking strategy and all about building a Facebook group and all about creating great social media content and all about writing a killer newsletter and all about, you know, running a great podcast all at one time, That's where you get overwhelmed and you get paralyzed and you don't take action at all. Or if you do, you're taking a little action here and a little action there, and you're not saying yes to only one thing and going deep on it. And you've heard me say this before, but your results are equal to the action that you take, meaning if you're only taking a little bit of action here and a little bit of action there and a little bit of action sprinkled over there, you're only going to get 
a little bit of a result here and a little bit of a result there, and maybe a little bit of results sprinkled over there. In fact, I was talking about this during, um, I might have even mentioned it on my last podcast episode. So if I did, repetition is the mother of all learning, guys. Repetition is the mother of all learning. But do you know how they grow pumpkins? I didn't until I learned this. And this story has stuck with me forever. So they grow pumpkins. You need a lot of space to grow a pumpkin. So if, you, if you've got a garden for a pumpkin, you have to pull up flowers and you have to pull up weeds and you have to pull up all of this stuff in your garden that might already be growing and growing well to make room for the pumpkin vine because the pumpkin vine is huge. So you have to make some strategic choices <laughs> about, well, A, do I want to grow this pumpkin vine because it's huge and B, what does that mean? I'm going to you know, move or relocate or give up in order to have the space to grow it. But more than that, if you really want to grow a huge, big pumpkin, a great big Charlie Brown pumpkin, right? You're going to have to make some choices about the other things that grow on that same vine because all these flowers that come out of the pumpkin vine, they all suck nutrients out of the vine. So they're all going to all of these different flowers, a little bit of nutrients here, a little bit of nutrients there, a little bit of nutrients over there, meaning you'll get like a pumpkin that's equal to the nutrients that it's getting. But if you want a chance to grow a honkin' honkin' huge pumpkin, you're gonna have to cut off all those other flowers because those flowers are taking important nutrients. If all the nutrients were going to one flower on the pumpkin vine, Imagine how huge that pumpkin will get. Only here's the scary thing. To do that, you have to make choices about which flowers you're going to cut off. And what if you cut off the wrong ones? And what if the flower that you leave doesn't turn into the great big Charlie Brown pumpkin? See, having the option, having the opportunity, having the foundation to get the big success means you have to take risks in action before the success has shown up, before you see evidence that the success is going to come. And you have to have a real belief that it's going to happen. But see why it's scary? See why you need support? You need some support to help you cut off all those other flowers, to help you relocate all that stuff in your garden so that you have room for the vine. But then on the vine, you're growing one big pumpkin. And that's what my client did, except she didn't grow pumpkins. So I'm going to tell you what she did. But she cut off all of those nine other potential clients. She cut off all of the nine other this. She cut off all the nine other that so that she could focus on the most important things. And that's what I'm going to tell you about today. That's why the most important thing, again, builds in this personalization at week five. And it also, in addition to the personalization, gives you double the support because the support is the important part. So you have me, you have access to me for private Q&As and you have access to me for a group. If you qualify for the early bird, you're going to have the group coaching and you have access to me in a couple of different ways. But you also have a team of peers who are giving you ideas and support and cheerleading and you know helping you through your challenges. And I've priced it all at an investment that's much less than private coaching because I really do believe that this is the foundation. These are the, I mean, this is it, guys. It doesn't have to be hard. And this is the foundation of building your big business, <laughs> building your great big Charlie Brown business, right? And so I think everybody should have access to this because there's only one thing standing in the way 
between you and the success that you want. And that's you don't know what the right things are. And that's why you're doing all the things. So if people are paying all of this money toward all of the things, but all of the things don't have you having the clients and the revenue and the results that you want in your business, then I want you to pay less. I want you to pay less to find out fewer things, but I want you to find out the right things so that you can get the biggest results possible. And so today I'm going to share exactly how the most important thing strategy can change your business and your life. And I'm going to do that by telling you about my client and how it changed hers, taking her from five figures in her business to a multi-million dollar business in less than a month in just a few simple steps. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because, of, Rita, because of Rita, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita business strategist, speaker, and success coach, also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show, where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. Let me ask you a question. Can you imagine becoming a millionaire? But can you imagine becoming a millionaire overnight? My client could, but she couldn't. And I'm going to tell you what that means. Sure, it was a goal for her. She wanted to run a seven-figure business. She wanted to run a multi-seven-figure business. But after it happened, she said to me, because, okay, because I said to her, we were taught, so I'm going to tell you this whole story, but I said to her, girl, you're a millionaire now. (laughs) Like you became a millionaire in less than seven days. How does it feel to be a millionaire? (laughs) She said, it's really funny that you asked me that, Rita, because I have on my Google, I've been Googling what do millionaires do? What do millionaires think? What do millionaires act like? Because she had never really allowed herself to step into the shoes of being a millionaire. And I asked her why. And she said, you know, Rita, I did. And that I always thought that I would be a millionaire. But I have to be honest. I thought it was going to come from an inheritance. I thought it was going to come from inheriting certain things about certain businesses in my family and certain money in my family. And I just, I never really truly pictured myself running a multi-million dollar business. I pictured myself being a millionaire, but I didn't picture it coming from me and me building it in my own business. And I definitely didn't picture it happening this quickly or in such an easy way. And so I just want to point that out because if you've been thinking well, I'd like to be a millionaire. I'd like to have seven figures. I'd like to have, like a side note, this is not one of the steps, right? She didn't do it (laughs) to make the million, but she's doing it to make more millions. And that's allow yourself to not only visualize what it's like to be a millionaire, but visualize you generating it in your business. Visualize you making the millions because of what you're doing in your business. Visualize the success that's coming because of the impact that you can make. 
because of the strengths that you have, because of the skill set and the ideas and everything that you're doing. Because by doing that, you step into the belief that it's going to happen. And that is mandatory. You know that. You must believe that this is coming, that it will sustain. Now, my client's a great example that by taking certain actions and doing certain things, you can have the success without fully having visualized it in the way that I said. But she would not have been able to grow the success to multi-millions within a couple of weeks and to still, a couple of months later, from that now, be still in that place, right, with that success, with a future of sustainable success if she had not done that. So this is just a side note. This is just a little piece, right? When you're visualizing whatever you're visualizing, visualize it coming from the things that you are doing. But if you want it to happen with ease, if you want the result of having all of that to be joyful and easy and fulfilling, then the way that you build it, the process by which you do it has to be those things. It has to be easy and fulfilling and joyful. So that's what we're going to talk about because my client didn't see this happening in this easy, fun way. But she had already started making the process of building her business match the experience that she wanted once she was there. So she had identified that she really wanted that success in her business to feel a certain way. And she'd started incorporating it through the most important thing strategy. And that's what I'm going to share with you. So let me take you back. Let me take you back to the beginning of the year when this client hired me. Her business was doing okay. She had a a decent business. In fact, she had two arms of her business, a marketing arm and a real estate arm, and both were doing okay. She had clients. She had properties that were selling. She had money, but it wasn't really growing in a substantial way, even though she was having success. And it didn't feel, I think the way she described it was it didn't feel any more streamlined or efficient. It didn't feel like there was this path to something bigger and greater. And she knew that there were opportunities. She knew there were levels out there that she wasn't hitting. And as she said, when she hired me, she's like, well, Rita, you don't know what you don't know. So I know that I'm hiring you because there's more, but I don't know why I'm hiring you because you know the things that I don't know. And so you don't know what you don't know, but I know that I should hire you. And she knew that because the free trainings and resources that she had implemented for me over the years. So she had taken part in some of my free classes and videos and trainings all over in the All in Entrepreneur had helped and made an impact in her business when she implemented them. So she said the big piece was not that she had to convince herself that this stuff was going to work because she already knew it. But she said she had to really say, it's time to invest in myself. I'm worth it. I'm ready to invest in myself. She said that that happened for her the minute she was able to say, I trust myself. I trust that when I hire Rita, I'm going to do the things that I need to do to make the most of my investment and that I'm going to navigate whatever happens as a result of making that investment. I trust myself. I trust that with the right support, I'm going to be able to do that. And I trust me to do it. And so boom, I'm ready to invest in myself. Now, the power, this is like a second side note, okay? (laughs) The power of investing in yourself can't be ignored. And I'm not just saying that because I have a course, although I really do believe that just the act of signing up for my course is enough to change most people's lives. But this client of mine, she hired me, but she wasn't starting for like another month. And so she, uh, a month and a half, maybe even two months, two months, she wasn't really starting for like a month and a half or two months. And so she signed up 
And within a few weeks, she had messaged me. I have this coaching portal and she messaged me and said, Rita, I have to let you know something. And what I have to let you know is that just the act of making this investment has already changed my business. That she had a new client her schedule was starting to come together and she had already started attracting some team members that were going to make great assets to both arms of her business. And she said it was the act of investing that made her view herself differently. It made her see her business differently. Because you see, the best way I can describe this is we think that we're not ready to make an investment or to make certain commitments. Like we think, oh, I'm not ready yet. Like once I, you, you always hear me say this, once I X, then I can lie or once I whatever, then I'll be ready to, or once I know, then I can make that kind of investment, right? But the truth is the only thing that actually makes you ready is doing it. So she was like, oh, I'm not really ready to to make that kind of investment in private coaching because, but the minute she made the investment, everything else lined up to be ready for it. So I want to share that with you because I think that it's important to know that it's through the doing, it's through the action that you become ready. So it's not the other way around. And that's what this story about the changes just based off her investment tell you. And, and I put that there because that was a little bit of a seed that was planted and in motion before we started working together. And I believe that that had a lot to do with why she was able to go all in on the most important thing strategy to see these results so quickly. So if y'all are like me, when I listen to a podcast, you're out there probably screaming at your radio, Rita, oh my gosh, what did she do? Just tell me what she did. Now, my client, I, we were on it. I can't wait to introduce you to her once these contracts are like all done and delivered on. And I just can't wait. But we were on a session and she, she looked distracted. And I was like, um, hi, hello, <laughs> here I am. I said, what's going on? And she said, oh my gosh, Rita, you're, you're never going to believe it. But I just closed a $2 million deal. And I, and I said, wait, what? And when you hear where we were just the session before this, you're going to understand why. I was like, okay, cool. I do believe it. I don't know how you did it. And I'd love to know more. And she said, no, Rita, I was going to tell you. I haven't even had time to tell you about what I've done since our last session, which was about two weeks before that. She said, but this deal that I just closed is a direct result of doing the things that you told me to do, of focusing on only those things that you told me to focus on. So of course, I had to ask her, okay, forget what we were going to talk about. I need you to tell me. I need you to tell me right now what happened. So I'm going to give you some background, okay, on her. The biggest arm of her business is marketing. And it's not digital marketing, but think traditional marketing. Print, trade show items, conference materials. I mean, a lot more than that, but think along those lines. And her main client is the hospitality industry, mainly hotels, restaurants, right? Mainly hotels. So think hospitality, think traditional print marketing. And it's important to know this because we started working together in January. So two months after we started working together, what happened? COVID-19. COVID-19 happened and the world shut down. And what industry was hit harder than the hospitality industry? I would challenge to say almost none, especially because for the traditional market, not only were hotels and travel and restaurants, right, hit and shut down quicker and hit harder than anyone else, but her supplier, 
for a lot of these marketing materials, right? For not just her, but for a lot of companies was China. And so I talked about that in a previous episode about COVID-19 and, and how COVID-19 really affected and impacted and what I believe will be different coming out of COVID-19 changes that I think will just be a done deal because of what we've gone through. And one, I believe, is a change in our supply chain because of this, right? So her industry, her market, her business was impacted almost immediately by COVID-19. So it's really important that you know that. But like I said, she had a real estate arm and believe it or not, the real estate industry was not hit as hard as you would think that it was. Um, And she, you know, she has a nonprofit that she runs. So there were a couple of other things going on. And when we talked, she was like, you know what, Rita, I think when I said, well, let's talk about the marketing arm. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the reality. She's like, yeah, you know, I think I'm just going to shut it down. Like, She's like, I don't even know that my clients are even wanting to talk about any of this right now with everything that's happening. And I'm going to be honest, I don't even know if my clients are there. They might have been furloughed, meaning her direct point of contacts. She was like, they might be furloughed. They you know, might have gotten fired. I don't really want to know. I don't want to stir the pot. I don't want to bring up all this stuff. I don't want to sound like I'm focused on my business, whatever they're hurting and this industry is hurting. And of course, I challenged her to think a little bigger than all of this. I said, hey, let's redirect let's really use the most important thing strategy. Let's focus on it right now, because I think right now is the best time more than ever for you to really go all in on this. Now, before I tell you what she did specifically, let me tell you what the most important thing strategy is. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, the five most important things that I do in my business and how you can put them into practice immediately, Go back and listen after this because it details these out in great detail. This is the most important thing strategy. Number one, treat time like it's your most important asset because it is. So number one, treat time, not money, time like it's your most important asset. Number two, know your market. Know them inside and out. That means you have to have a narrow market to know them that well. You have to know what they're thinking. You have to know what they're dreaming. You have to know what they're eating. You have to know what they're thinking. You have to know where they go. You have to know where they are. You have to know what their immediate, urgent, in-their-face challenges are. You have to know their language. You have to know everything about them. Number three, you have to solve real tangible problems, meaning you have to have offers that your market is seeking out and would love to buy. The fourth is you have to have one way. You go all in on one way to build awareness in your business, meaning you go all in on one way to let people know that you and your business exists. Not all the ways, one way, but the one way that you pick is based on the phase of business that you're in which I talked about in a little more detail in the group and in the last episode. Then the last step is you have one way to nurture relationships of people that become aware of you. So after people learn, hey, you there, your business, you and your business exist. I did not know that. (laughs) The next thing they do is not going to be purchase from you. They have to build a relationship with you. So you need to go all in on one strategy, one place, one way to nurture that relationship, not all the ways. So you have to say no to a lot to say yes to one. But the way depends, again, on the stage of business that you're in. And that's why the most important thing course 
is a six-week program because you're going to go through each of those steps. Week one is about your time and taking action to actually make it your most important asset. Remember, this program is focused around doing and not so much consuming and learning. So you're actually going to do the things to make time your most important asset in week one. In week two, you're going to take the steps to know your market inside and out, to know all of those things that I said. And then number three, you're going to actually create a main offer and a lead-in offer that addresses a real problem that they are experiencing right now. And then you're going to commit to one way to build awareness and you're going to commit to one way to nurture the relationship. And then you're going to pick one of those ways. And for weeks five and week six, you're going to go all in on doing it. So there are three tracks. It's community building. So like a meetup group or a Facebook group or an in-person group of some kind. There's networking and follow-up. And then there's a content track. So that could be a podcast or a newsletter or using social media right? Social media content. And for two weeks, you're going to pick one of those tracks and you're going to go all in on creating a strategy and doing it. So for example, if you pick community building, you're not just going to map out a strategy for building a community. You're going to build the community. You're going to create the meetup group or you're going to create the Facebook group, right? If you pick networking and follow-up, you're not just going to create the strategy. You're going to start actually doing it. You're going to start sorting your network, you're going to start reaching out to them. And if you pick the content, depending on what way you pick to deliver the content, you're not only going to have your content strategy, but you're actually going to start drafting the content, right? So that's why the program is structured like this, to take you through each of those steps. So my client, she was just going to back burner, like I said, the marketing arm of her business because of everything that was happening. But I redirected her to the strategy that I just shared with you. And we walked through it. We walked through the most important thing strategy. So number one, she had already started treating her time like it was her most important asset. That's not what we're going to go into here. But like I said, she had started prioritizing her, putting in her workout time, working out first, uh, knowing what time she didn't want to be working, knowing when she did. So that is important, but we're not going to talk about that here. <laughs> so we focused on number two. We focused on her market. We focused on her clients. And I said, look, I want you to think of your clients as relationships because they are. These are people. These are people who are going through things. They go through things every day. But especially during COVID-19, they're going through big things. They are scared. There are problems, there are challenges, there are worries. And I want you, as you think of them as people, if these were just your friends who are hurting and going through these challenges, what would you be doing? And she's like, well, I would want to know how I could help them. And so I said, that's what I want you to be thinking about your clients is how can I give them real value? Meaning you have to know what the actual problems are that they're experiencing. So that's what she jumped into, right? So some of the actions that we talked about, so when I say that she was talking to me saying, okay, Rita, I just closed a $2 million deal. And it was because of the actions that I've taken since our last conversation, which was two weeks prior. These are some of the actions, right? So underneath this, underneath knowing her market, she started reading industry news. She started reaching out and talking to them. Hey, just reaching out to you. How are you doing? What's going on? Like, just want to listen. Just want to be here for you. She looked at the associations and organizations that represented her clients and that industry to read, right? To read again, all of that news to see how are they talking about their challenges? How are they talking about their problems? How are they talking about 
everything that was going on, she could learn their language, their thoughts, what they were viewing as their most urgent, pressing matters to be solved. And as she was doing this, as she was talking to them and reading the industry news and looking at websites and and listening to regular news, the thing that kept popping up were masks. I mean, that was the thing that was popping up at the time for a lot of people, but especially for the hospitality industry, especially for hotels, it was our people are still staying with us. People are traveling still. We have staff that need to be here. We have people that we don't want to let go of. They're worried. They're scared. We need more masks. We need more masks to protect them and to protect the guests and to protect everybody around them. Like, this is what we need. It's what everything kept coming back to. But she had messaged me and said, Sarita, as I get to know my audience, this is what keeps popping up, but I don't make masks. Like, that's not what I do. And, you know, they need the real masks. They need like N95 masks. They need. So I said, well, I really, really, really want to challenge you to go bigger with that thinking. Meaning, right, we get to the next. So the first part of that is focus on your market to know what the problems are that they were experiencing, why those those were problems, why they needed to solve them, all of that, which she did, right? I said, so then the next piece of it is to think creatively about those offers, right? So the third part of the most important thing strategy is how can you solve those problems? What offers can you give them that they would be, you know, clamoring to buy because they're out there looking for them? And this is where she was getting stuck. She was like, but Rita, I don't make masks, so I don't know how I can offer them that. And I said, here's how I want you to change this wording. I don't want you to think, how can I solve the problem for my clients? I want you to think, how can the problem be solved? They're experiencing a problem how can the problem be solved? Not how can you solve the problem? How simply can it be solved, even if you're not the one that would solve it? Because most often, the most important thing is bigger than just you and what you do. For maximum results in your business, for all of these big, huge things to flow your way, you have to think creatively. You have to think outside of, this is what I do and offer, these are my skills. These are my skill sets. This is a problem. I can't solve the problem, right? It's not about you. It's about them. It's always about them. Everything is about them. So drop the I as much as you can. Meaning, Don't say, how can I solve the problem? How can my business solve the problem? What can I offer them to solve the problem? And instead just say, what solves this problem? What, what is it that would solve the problem? So she was like, well, they need masks. The problem is masks. So what would solve the problem is if they had a way to shortcut or to get fast delivery of masks that, you know, kind of transcend some of, uh, now this is where I don't know, because she knows this industry. Now she knows this industry better than me. I'll tell you how she got it. Because remember, she's just a marketer, right? Or she was just a marketer. Um, But she was like, okay, so she brainstormed. Well, here are all the things that would help them solve that problem. And here are the people that would most likely be the right people to facilitate that solution, which takes us to the next step of the most important thing strategy, which is going all in on that way to really build awareness or cultivate relationships. So once you know time's your most important asset, you really know your market, 
you know, the problems that they're experiencing right now so that you're able to identify the solutions to those problems, whether you're the solution or not, and who could ultimately provide that solution, right? Then the next step of growing your business is I still have to be generating awareness and I still have to be nurturing relationships. And so she had picked networking as her number one way to grow her business. She really wanted people to become aware that her business existed through in-person and through online networking. And she wanted to nurture the relationships in basically the same way. I mean, we had a newsletter concept and we still have that, but she really wanted to double down and go all in on relationships and networking. But she kept saying, but Rita, when I, so if I focus on networking right now, I don't really want to be saying, oh, I help my clients get masks because I, I don't. And that's not really what I want to be known for. So I'm confused. If I've identified that the problem for my clients is this, and I'm not technically the solution to the problem, but I'm networking to generate awareness in me and my business, then how do I approach these people? How do I approach my networking strategy. And this is where I had to remind her again, it's bigger than you. Your strategy for networking is about them. Them, not just your clients. I mean, them, the people that you're reaching out to. So every single person in your network that you're going to be reaching out to, the number one thing to remember about this strategy is it's not about you. It is about them. It is ultimately about your clients. But to get there, to get the benefits for your clients, your networking is about the people that you're reaching out to. So that's number one. So if you go the networking track right, in the most important thing program, we're really going to be creating this for you and your specific business. But it's knowing it's about them. It's not about you. And then it's knowing who is in my network. Most of us don't even know who's in our network. I mean, really, we are connected to people on LinkedIn. We are connected to people on Facebook. We are connected to people in groups that we've never talked to before. In-person groups, we're connected through friends of friends. Like, there's so many people in our network that we just don't know. Or we know the name, but we don't really know what they do. Or we know their name and we know what they do, but we don't really know anything about them. We don't know who they are. So you have to go kind of like back, right? So what I told her to do is go back to that problem. The first thing to do is go back to the problem that you identified needs to be solved, the masks. And in this case, she couldn't solve it. So I said, do you have people in your network who can or who can help that happen, who can help facilitate or who can help you facilitate? And she's like, I don't know, <laughs> because I don't really know who's in my network. If you had to say, do I? I could guess based off the people I know, but there are a lot of people I don't know. So I might have people who could help or I might have people who know people who could help. I don't know. I said, well, that's where we're going to start. Not reaching out and asking, hey, can you help me masks? The step is, who is in my network? Who are they? What do they do? What industry are they in? What are their strengths? What is their network like? We really have to know who is in our network. Because ultimately, it's about connecting. It's, yes, connecting your clients to the solutions, like I was talking about, but it's also connecting members of your network to each other, right? It's at any time, but again, especially now during COVID-19 time, people are having problems, they are having issues, they are, they are having challenges, and they are seeking solutions. So somebody in your network is looking for a solution, and you might have someone else in your network who has that solution? You need to be the connector. 
you need to connect that person to that person. So really going all in on a networking strategy is going all in on a connecting strategy. It's going all in on a relationship strategy. Connecting your clients to solutions, yes, but connecting your network to each other. Because again, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than what you do. That's where big results come from. When you come from a service-based mindset, when you think outside of just what you do, who you help, and why you help them, but you think about what does all of this really mean? Who is in my network? Who are my clients? What's going on? What does it all mean, right? It means that you really have the mindset of this. This is kind of the mindset that you need to have when you're networking. It is completely inevitable that I have a successful business, whatever that success looks like for you, right? Multi-million dollar business, a six-figure business, a thriving full team, a, a whatever, right? But it's completely and totally inevitable that I have a successful business. I don't know when, I don't know how it's going to happen. So I can let go of worrying about when or how because I know 100% it's going to happen. My only job is to show up as a person who already has those results. So when I was talking to my client, you know, like I said, she had dreamed about having millions of dollars. So she's like, okay, well, it's completely and totally inevitable that I'm going to be a millionaire. And I said, okay, so if that's true, we can let go of how or when or any of that. We just know it's going to happen. But then it's your job to show up as if it's already happened. So how would a millionaire show up? what would they be doing? She's like, well, they would totally be focused on relationships, right? They would be a connector because we were talking about it under the umbrella of networking. She's like, so they would know who was in their network. They would know every single person. They would be reaching out to those people all the time. They would be connecting people to people. They would be prioritizing, you know, they'd have virtual lunches. They'd have regular lunches. They would be on the phone all the time. A millionaire, multimillionaire prioritizes all of these relationships. And They would have a diverse network. They would have a a completely diverse network, people in all kinds of industries, local government officials, all the way to media, all the way to tech, all the way to whatever, right? Agriculture, insert, all of retail, hospitality. They wouldn't just have a network of other CEOs. They wouldn't have a network that looked like them. They would have a very diverse network. And I said, okay, so what does that mean for your actions, right? It's about them, not you. It's about knowing who's in your network. So number one, you need to go through your network and you need to figure out who do I know and who do I not know? What do I know about them? What do I need to know more of about these people so that I can connect my clients to solutions, but so I can connect the people to the people who are in my network and also how diverse is my network? It's looking at that diversity factor and identifying gaps and then identifying ways to fill those gaps so that you're cultivating a really robust, a really diverse, a really helpful, a really active network. So that means sorting through your network, identifying what you know, what you don't know about people, how you're going to find out the information you don't know, setting up appointments, setting up meetings, right? What industries are represented? What's not represented? Who do you need to know, right? And then really going in and getting to know your network. And we're going to talk about that right in a minute, but that means digging into your network. And at all times, all of this, the treating your time like the most important asset, knowing your market, knowing their problems, 
thinking creatively outside the box bigger than you about solutions, and then looking in this case at your network, because we're talking about going all in on the networking track, right? Around, well, what do I need to do to really be able to go all in on networking in this big way? Because again, right, while we're trying to help our clients, yes, I promise you that the more that you connect people in your network to each other, the more they're going to want to connect you to the people you need to know. So if I'm able to connect person A to person H and person D to person T and person K to person X and so on and so on, when I go out to my network and say, guys, I am looking to be connected to the editor of this section of the Washington Post, or guys, I really need to know a local government official in Georgia, or I really need to know this person, my network is going to go into action for me because I'm always connecting them. Right. And they're going to introduce me to the people that I need to know. And also, I will have a very diverse network. And that's how I will be able, through somebody in my network, to get connected in such a diverse way. Does that make sense? So that's how things flow into you. What flows out flows in. And so that's what we focused her on. We focused her on doing that, on reaching out to her network, saying, who do I not know? How can I set up virtual coffee chats with them? Who do I know, but I haven't talked to them for a while. So I need to update my information on them. How can I talk to people that I think I know to find out a little more, find out what's going on in their world right now? So she sent out a message to her network. And the message was something like this. The message said, Hey guys, you know, I mean, it was a little more formal than this, right? But the concept when you send out a message like this is, you know, it's a goal of mine to really know and understand who's in my network because I want my network to be as helpful and as thriving as possible. But for that to be a reality, I need to know who's in it. Meaning I need to talk to people I've never talked to before. I haven't talked to you. I would like to talk to you and get to know about you. Or it's been a long time since I've talked to you. I would love to talk and catch up and see what's going on in your world. See what challenges you have, what goals you have, what kinds of people are you looking to be connected to? So that as I go through my network, if I have someone that I can send your way, I can send them your way, right? So it's really about coming at establishing connections, letting them know exactly what you're doing. I am really trying to identify who and what resources are in my network so I can help all of you. So I can help all of you in the biggest way possible. And people love that. People love to connect and say, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, Rita, thank you so much for reaching out to me. Let me tell you everything that's been going on. And then of course, they're going to say, hey, Rita, tell me about you. And I mean, usually, right, maybe one out of every whatever doesn't. But for the most part, they're going to say, tell me about you. And as you talk, they're going to go, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that. Or that's right. I had forgotten that, you know, you should really talk to so-and-so. Or I have this opportunity. Or let me ask you this question. Or there's somebody I need to send your way. Or even if none of that happens, again, maybe the next person you talk to, you're going to be able to go, oh, my gosh, I just talked to so-and-so. And I need you, you know, I need to send connections and introductions to you guys. So the value comes from really cultivating this network. So that's what she did. So she really dug in. Like I said, she identified that masks were the main issue. She did that in a very deep, comprehensive way, but she identified that. Then she really thought, well, how can that be solved? And it was not her. 
It was bigger than her. So then she said, well, who do I know in my network that could help facilitate this? And she realized, I don't know. So she started reaching out to her network, doing the things that we said. She was sorting her network, reaching out to. This is a concept now that I want to get into. I know this podcast is going to go just slightly over my normal time, but I think it's really worth it. Called your weakest ties. Now you can Google weakest ties. This is not my concept. This is a concept, I think, from the 1970s from a professor at Stanford. I hope I got that right. I'll put the link to his uh, article his thesis or dissertation or whatever it was on this concept. But basically your network can be divided into four categories. So you have your family and your really close friends. That's category one. You have your peers. So like people like you, other for me, that's other entrepreneurs, mainly other women entrepreneurs, maybe uh, even solo women entrepreneurs, service-based, internet-based businesses, right? Like people that are like you, your peers, but for the most part, entrepreneurs, right? Or if you're not an entrepreneur and you're a financial advisor, it's other financial advisors or it's people you've worked with in a corporate setting. So those professional contacts, professional contacts, professional peers. Then you have category three. These are your long lost high school friends, that boyfriend from eighth grade you haven't talked to, uh, college roommates, right? People that you knew in real life, right? IRL, you knew them in real life, but you haven't talked to them for a while. Maybe you're connected on Facebook, you see some photos, and they might even be the people that you're like, I don't even know why I'm connected to these people. <laughs> I have no idea why I'm connected to these people. And then you have the last category, which are those people you're connected to that you've never actually talked to before. So you're like, yeah, I'm connected to them. Maybe I even know them. Maybe I've chatted with them online, but I've never met them. I haven't really talked to them. I don't know them. Okay. Now, this concept by this professor, and it's true. I mean, it's hands down true. I know it for me and I know it for my clients and especially the case study that I'm sharing with you of this client. But your biggest opportunities come from your weakest ties. And your weakest ties are category three. Your long lost high school friends, your college roommate, that eighth grade boyfriend, people you know, the sister of your old best friend, right? People you knew, people you knew in person, but you don't talk to them that much anymore. And I'll tell you why. Because their networks tend to look the least like yours. They're connected to people who are different than you. They're connected to people who don't know you. They are connected to different industries. Sometimes they're connected to different economic levels. They are most likely to be the most diverse from you because they're not running in your current circles. They're not running in your current world. That means they bring to you the biggest opportunities through the people that they're connected to. Okay. So it becomes important to know this because when you're networking, you kind of want to start there. You actually, if your biggest opportunities come from your weakest links, you really want to start cultivating your network through the weakest links. And oftentimes we start cultivating our network with the people that are like us, right? Oh, well, they could, they serve my same market. And so they could refer people to me or, oh, I know them. They've been my friend forever. Of course, they're going to send people to me. But, and this is bigger than this. And in the program, in the most important thing program, we're going to go into this in detail in your strategy. I mean, how to make your network look different than yours, because most of us, if we look at our Instagram feeds and our Facebook feeds and our Facebook groups and the newsletters we're subscribed to and the groups we're a part of virtually or in person, the members of all of those tend to look a lot like us, right? Our feeds look a lot like us. People who do what we do, who are around our age, who are, for the most part, kind of like our economic status and our race, maybe even our religion, who have 
family situations like us, right? We tend to look like our networks, right? The goal is to look at your Instagram feed and have it be so diverse and so different, to be connected in Facebook and be connected to people that don't look anything like you. They live in other countries. They have other economic statuses. They have different family dynamics than yours. They have different religious beliefs than yours, right? The more diverse, the more opportunities, right? So we're going to talk about all of that, but it just becomes important to understand this weakest ties scenario and concept because that's where my client started. She's like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm identifying all these gaps and I know who I need to know and what I need to know and who's most likely to help my clients and all of it. So now my only goal is to show up like a rock star, multimillionaire CEO. And that's a person who's all in on building relationships. And I'm going to start with my weakest ties because I know that that's where my biggest opportunities come from. And I'm going to make it about them because that's what this is about. So she started reaching out and she was like, okay, so tell me about you. Just like I said, what's going on? I would love to have a talk with you. And people started setting up coffee chats with her virtual coffee chats. And she was talking to one person and this person said, so tell me about you. Tell me what you're doing. And she was like, well, it's actually really funny. And she told them the story about who she helps and how the industry kind of come to a halt, but she realized they really needed masks. So she was on a mission to kind of like get these connections to help her hotel clients get masks. And the person was a high school friend who she was talking to, who she hadn't talked to for a while. And that person said, oh my goodness, I work for 3M Distributing. And right now I have a client and that client needs 4 million masks, right? And do you have any kind of way to make this happen? Like, have you had any hits? Have any, and my client said, actually, as I was going through my network, I realized I am connected to a manufacturer in another country. And this manufacturer is manufacturing PPE, is helping me masks and all kinds of stuff. Now, I haven't talked to them in a while, but they're just a connection. And I'm about to talk to them and cultivate that connection. So this friend was like, oh, my goodness, if this turns into anything, call me back. So my client cultivated that connection with the manufacturing plant in another country who was like, we are making PPE and we actually have the capacity to help you out. So she called back her friend and said, actually, they said, yes, they have capacity. What's up? And she said, well, my client needs 4 million masks. And if you will go in on this with me, we can submit a bid and proposal together. And if the contract gets accepted, like this is our deal, if you're willing to do it. And my client was like, um, yes, <laughs> right? Like I will facilitate this. She had wanted to kind of get into government contracting. So she kind of manifested this. And then she reached out to her network because she had never done a bidder proposal before to find someone who could help her do that. And so she did that. They submitted the bid and proposal. She stayed up. That was a, you know, that's one of the times you have to deep dive. She stayed up for like 48 hours figuring this out. And they submitted the bid and proposal and the contract was accepted. She won the contract. That was what she was finding out when we were on the session that she closed that $2 million contract. And from there, the connection that she had made with that long lost high school friend who works for 3M Distributing, who had other clients like hospitals and other centers that needed PPE, right? Because my client had found someone in her network when she was, you know, combing through her network. She found someone who was connected to a manufacturing plant. She reignited that relationship, found out they were making PPE, had the connection to do it. And she had then just simultaneously on her own cultivated this relationship with a weakest tie, found out what they were doing, and then told them what she was up to. Right? Boom, the gates unlocked. The the what the dam opened, right? And so they won that contract. And then like I said, within three weeks, they had won three other contracts, the largest of which was 228 
million dollars and that's what they're fulfilling right now i mean all of these contracts you know there's a little more to it than in how they're structured and stuff but the end result is 10 million dollars about to her business 10 million net to her business from these contracts that exceed far exceed 228 million dollars and the way that it happened was just because she decided to go all in on networking that was it it's because she knew her clients She followed, you know, she followed the most important thing strategy to get super narrow with who her ideal client was. She had a couple of clients, but she went super narrow with her ideal. She did all the market research that I, you know, kind of like walked her through in terms of really learning them, their language, et cetera, so that she could know where to go to really learn their exact problems. Then she thought bigger and broader, not how can I solve the problem, but how can the problem be solved? And then she picked a track. It could have been community building she picked. It could have been, you know, like networking like she did pick. Could have been the content. We would have gone all in on it and she would have had different results, right? But she would have had results either way. But she had picked networking. And so we went all in on networking using the steps that I said, where she really cultivated her network. She knew success was coming to her business. She had no idea how that wasn't her concern. Her concern was to show up like somebody who cultivates a really strong network. And she focused on what that means and the steps. And within like just a couple of virtual copy dates, boom, this happened. She found someone in her network who could help fulfill a need for her client. And then she just found someone in her network in general who had a very similar need for their client. And she had the connection. And so she became part of that deal. Right. And then that started a partnership that opened up another whole arm of her business, like a whole new arm of her business, where she's now working with this person to do these things. And that's where she became the multimillionaire overnight. Okay, so I wanted to share this with you to show you it's not about doing more that gets you more. She could have very easily fallen into the trap of hiring me saying, "Okay, Rita, so I want to do a better job networking and I think I need to start being on LinkedIn more and I think I need a YouTube channel and I think I need to be on Instagram and I think I need to uh, do a better newsletter and I think I need to get in the media and I think which is what a lot of people try to do, right? Like, oh, I want bigger results. So I need to do the and, 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 and. But she was so open and was like, no, Rita, I want to get more by doing less. You keep talking about this. Tell me what this really means. And it meant doing scary things, saying no to a lot of things to say yes to the right things. But do you see what's possible? Right now, I'm not saying that all of you are going to go out and make $10 million in three weeks, right? She's my only client that's ever made multi-million dollars like overnight, right? She's the only one. Now, I do have clients that have made right? Seven figures in their business. I have clients that make multi six figures. I have clients that make consistent six figures. I have clients that make money, right? Some have happened in a shorter time frame. Some have happened in a longer time frame. I'm not trying to say that these will be the results of your business if you do this thing. But what I am hopefully showing you is that it's not about a magic bullet. It's not about here are the three steps to make a million dollars in your business. And here are just the five things you need to know. It's very personalized to you and your strengths and what feels good to you and the process and knowing what those most important things then are based on who you serve and how you serve them, what you want your life to look like and feel like so that you pick the right process to go all in on generating awareness so that you pick the right process to nurture those relationships in a way that feels really good to you. So it's a very personalized thing, but 
It is about doing less, not doing more. It's about saying no to all of that stuff. So you say yes to one way, right? So you say yes to one type of life that you want to live and you make your business support it so that you say yes to one main client, not your only client, but one main client you want to focus on and learn so that you have one really great offer that solves that problem. And then you go out and have one way that you generate awareness and you have one way that you nurture a relationship, which allows you, right, going back to that great big Charlie Brown pumpkin that I told you about at the beginning, allows you to go deeper on those things, meaning your results will be equivalent, right? So that means the deeper you go, the bigger your result from doing that thing. And that's how you get these big results in your business. So you can actually get big results. And that's what it means by getting bigger results by doing less. It's not that you're doing nothing. It's that you're eliminating so many options so that you focus on the right options. And when you focus on those, you can go deep, You can go deep in a manageable way and you get the really big results, right? So that, again, is what I wanted to share with you because here my client is, became a multimillionaire, and it was not easy again, right? Like I said, building a business isn't easy. It required her to do scary things. This was not something she really felt so excited about, like reaching out to her network. She knew she wanted to do it, but like she... Like other people, getting visible is scary. Um, reaching out to other people feels scary. Doing the market research with her clients felt scary, right? Saying no. There were some other opportunities that came into her as she did this. And she said, no, no. She had one very clear focus, right? All of that was not easy. It required making hard decisions. But she would just come to me for the support that she needed. And she always just went back to her strategy and her mindset, which was this is a mindset of service. It's bigger than me. I know my success is happening. All I have to do is stick to the strategy. That's it. And she did. And then boom, right? Again, results not typical or whatever you would see at the bottom of like any ad on television, right? But it can happen that quickly. It doesn't have to be hard. And for her, although the networking was scary, that was what felt good to her over creating a lot of written content or over, you know, building a community that just wasn't going to fit with the life that she wanted to live. And so she picked the strategy that would, and that allowed her to do that. Because again, the process of getting there is the experience being there. So all of this combines together, right? And that's what I wanted to tell you. It can be possible for you. If you just know the right things to focus on in your business, everything is really possible for you. So if you have not signed up yet for the most important thing, go sign up. Guys, I made this affordable so that almost anyone can afford it. We're talking a $397 investment. Now, I could have charged a lot more because the results, obviously, that you get from this process are going to be worth a lot more, right? But I didn't want to do that. I want as many people as possible to understand the basic foundations. I want you to create your personalized strategy, and I want you to have a mix of support, right? So this isn't private one-on-one coaching, but I think it's a little better. You're going to have in bite-sized lessons. We're talking bite-sized lessons over six weeks because I want this to be about implementation. I want this to be fast and easy. So you can complete the program in less than 30 minutes a day, and you're doing it by implementation more than learning. 
And so you're seeing results, right? So you're doing these three little lessons, bite-sized. When I say bite-sized, you know, like 10 minutes, right? Lessons that are coming to you, uh, you know, two to three times a week, very small lessons, one worksheet with the most important actions. You're implementing those things in these areas. And then you're picking in week five, just one way, because I'm not going to let you. Somebody asked me, well, Rita, can I just get all the lessons anyway? And I said, no, like that defeats the purpose of this entire freaking program, right? Like you cannot learn all the things. You will be paralyzed. We're going to go all in on one thing. If you want to build a community, cool. We're going to go all in on that. If you really want a great networking and follow-up strategy, cool. We're going to go all in on that. If you want a great content strategy, cool. We're going to go all in on that and what that looks like and how that's going to deliver that content based on what you learn about your audience, right? So I'm making you go all in so that you go deep, not wide. So you get those bigger, great, big Charlie Brown pumpkin type results. Now in the future, if you want to go back through the program, you'll have an alumni rate. You can go back through, you can take another track, but if you feel you need to, you might not, right? What I really want to show you is how you can get more by doing less. You can have a simple strategy. That's what this program will do. In six weeks, you will have created a simple strategy to get consistent clients, to make more money in your business, and do it in a way that works with your life, whatever your life looks like right now. COVID-19, post-COVID-19, kids, no kids, homeschooling, no homeschooling, whatever that life looks like, this process that you pick because it's personalized to you will work. And you will have support of me. So I, there are live Q&As. You're going to have my support. You will also have the support of your community. So your other people are going to get to know about you and your business, but they're going to be there to cheer you on, give you ideas. Talk about diversifying your network, right? What a great way to diversify your network with a bunch of different people and a bunch of different industries who are learning all about you and who knows what could result from that, right? But you're going to have that piece as well. So double the sport with the personalization, just like private one-on-one coaching and at a price that almost anyone can afford of $397. So guys, Head over to the link in the show notes, right? Rita made me do it. Lpages.co slash the most important thing. It's in the Facebook group. You can click on it. It's in the show notes, but I keep saying it because registration closes Friday because the program starts Monday. Yes, I know Monday the 25th is Memorial Day. Do not worry. There's no live session or anything you have to be on on Monday. It's just when the first week of material gets dripped out to you so that you can do it over the course of the week. Again, bite-sized, right? Start participating in the group, start getting the benefit in a very easy way. So it starts week of the 25th. So registration closes, the doors close on the 22nd, right? This is the Tuesday before that. So you, re- I mean, that's when this is going live. It may be Wednesday or Thursday when you listen to this, right? If for some reason you're like, oh my gosh, I'm listening to this on Saturday and the program hasn't started, but the card is closed, email me email me and let me know. Okay. But it's got to be before Monday guys, right? Before Monday the 25th. But I'm just saying, I mean, this program is really the process I used to build my business. It is the process my private clients use to build theirs. It is the one that the client that I shared the case study with you on used to build hers. And it's so personalized and so foundational and so important and so fun and so easy. I'm going to keep singing and singing and singing about this. The women who have already signed up are incredible. It is already an incredible group of women who are really dedicated, really dedicated to going all in on their business. And I hope you're one of them. And I hope to see you in the program. And I will definitely see you next week on another episode of the Read and Me Do It show. 
hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to RitaMamieDoIt.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.